and adoration. And may Jesus be lifted high. And Lord, as we do that, may you just draw us closer and closer to where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to Lifeline to see a few familiar faces. Thank you for coming on such a beautiful evening. There is freedom in worship, and depending how you came through that front door, if you're tired or if you're weary or however you feel, we're going to start this evening time of worship with an invitation. Come, all you weary, and let's dance before the Lord. Let's worship God. And I will insist that you stand for this one. I've never done that before. <laughs>
this new song, uh, this next song we're going to do isn't a new one. It's one that we have done many times in Life Life Lounge. um, And it's called Who You Say I Am. And I just wanted to share a little bit about this song. Um, This is one that my husband and I both adore because it's that idea of coming out of um, the life that you had before you met Jesus. Um, And the first line is, Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in, oh, his love for me. And then it goes on to say, who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. And it's such an amazing truth um, to be able to stand on. I have been called out of the darkness and into the family of God. So we're going to sing that one. Um, Feel free to stand or sit. Um, We want this to be a free time um, where you can just come before God and worship in whatever way you do. So please um, feel the freedom, um, but also the invitation to come and join us. Great. 
Usually at this point in uh, Life Lounge, there's an interview, but we're doing something just a little bit different tonight. Uh, I'm going to choose someone at random. <laughs> I'm going to talk to one of the band members. No, that's not either. What I'd like to share with you this evening is the story of this, the cross. Um, it's funny how five days ago we were all celebrating the resurrection. Uh, that uh, was seven days ago, I should say. But isn't that interesting how quickly we move on and we almost park the Easter story as we've done that. Let's move on to the next Christian thing in the calendar. And yet it's so important, it's so central to our Christian experience. So I thought I would reconnect, since that's what Life Lounge is all about, reconnect with the cross that we see in front of us here. Because this cross, as you can see, has been repurposed. And there's a parallel there for all of us to learn about how we can be repurposed in Christ. Now, there's a Christian worship team uh, in this church. And it's our job to set up things like Life Lounge and to look at banners and worship and so on. And one day, someone said, you know, maybe we should put something in the apps. And the, the request came for a cross. And that was brilliant. So they all pointed the fingers at me. And I don't know why. So I thought this is going to be a great chance to do something that's really just finely finished, just gorgeous. It's going to be the best timber that we can find. I actually went and talked to a master joiner, and I asked him about the best timber we could use, and we talked about the joints. We talked about how we could disappear the joints and how gorgeous it's going to look on this wall, and all the dimensions would be absolutely superb. Um, and so that's how the whole process moved on. And then one day I was doing work at the house and something arrived on a pallet. Uh, I think it was tiles or something. And got tiles off it. And I said, do you know what I should do with that uh, pallet? What do you do with the pallet? But you burn it. I mean, that's what July is all about, isn't it? <laughs> so I got the circular saw out. Don't do that at home. And I was running up the pallet and getting rid of all the timber. And I was looking at what was left on the ground. Uh, and I thought, do you know maybe we should try something. And we started, I say we, I did, uh, with other people looking over my shoulder, and we started setting them out on the, on the ground. I said, that, that's, that's great. You don't actually need that much timber to make a cross. But it, looks, it just looks right. Um, and then we brought it to the church, and we hung it on the wall, as you see. And nobody batted an eyelid as to say, I wonder how much they paid for that. You know, there's, where's all this expensive timber? Now, all I want to share with you tonight is how I choose to look at that cross. Uh, because I see a number of different things. It's like, a, it's like a trigger to me that brings on certain memories and certain thoughts. And the first thing I think about is, is the timber that pallets are made of. It's a coarse, heavy, meant to be heavy because it's always going to carry a burden. Uh, and it's hard to work with. That's why you need a circular saw to run it up. You couldn't do it with a hand saw. Take forever. And if you've ever worked with pallet, timber, whatever, the splinters you get, phenomenal. And I remember the pain. My pain threshold is quite low. That's why they call me Brian Payne. But <laughs> I thank you. Taking splinters out of your hand is very painful. And it seemed to be with pallet wood because it's so dense, it's crude. There's nothing nice about it, nothing pretty about it. That's why I, they burn it, I guess. Uh, it's inflexible. It's unchangeable. It's not meant to move and twist and bend. 
apart from when you cut it. Because it's always in tension, once you cut pallet wood, it starts to twist and move because it's always been kept in that, in that place. So when I look at that cross, I can feel the pain in my hands of taking splinters out, and I'm glad to see the end of that. But also, uh, on the, if that's the material, if that's the material, I always think also of a carpenter. And I think of Jesus. And Jesus, I imagine in my head, did not work with the finest of oaks and the cedars. Jesus, I imagine, as a carpenter, could probably knock up some serviceable furniture out of the driest, most dense wood he could find and be proud of it. And do you begin to see the parallels with life in a way? You know, without mixing all the, the different images here, if, for example, we are the palette, this dense, inflexible wood that people throw away, there's no use for it other than to burn it. And yet, it can take the hands of a carpenter and all the pain that goes with it to repurpose it. And in a way, that's just a very clear image to me about what this cross symbolizes, how God can repurpose our lives, take it to somewhere else that even the wood never thought it would go. It becomes something completely different, takes on a whole new meaning. If we take that a step further, I see when I look at that cross, it didn't in the end take me months of design work, getting all the proportions right, um, to put the cross together Saturday afternoon. And in a way, the cross that we imagine Jesus to be uh, crucified on was not purpose made months and months before his crucifixion with all the nice smooth edges made of balsa wood so it would be easy to carry. No, no, no. It was just knocked together with the coarsest of nails. And even as he hung there, he could feel the splinters on his shoulders. Uh, so when I look at the cross, I see the life of Jesus in front of me. Um, that cross, in my eyes, is not pretty. It's not symmetrical. If you look closely, it's twisting. And there was a member of the congregation when we hung out, came up to me and said, I can see Jesus on that cross. And I said, what? I could have milked it a wee bit harder, of course, and say, yeah, I always meant that to happen. But no, he had to explain to me, he said, there's a twist, like the, where the knees would be on a cross. That timber twists. And so there's a violence there. There's a, there's a movement in the cross that mimics Jesus' lifeless body on the cross after the crucifixion. And I'm reminded of the energy that went in to make that with a circular saw. Um, I never counted, I never looked at my electric meter, but it probably took quite a while. But, and this is where it came home to me this Easter, and it was a reading that was read from the pulpit, um, the Gospel of Matthew, when it's describing the crucifixion. And it's one of those three phrases that you can actually bypass because you've heard it so many times. But when the curtain ripped in two, the tombs broke open. And believers walked out of tombs and made themselves known to their families again and to the local churches and said, we're back. I mean, forget your fusion and your fission and, and all the nuclear stuff. Can you imagine there that the power that was on the cross was so 
explosive that people got up out of their tombs and they walked out. That's just phenomenal. So in closing this, it's like a thought for this evening when I look at a cross. You'll be taking different things as you look at that cross. And before I forget, when we first put the light on the cross, I think it was William Rainey came up to me and said, oh, you're very clever, Brian. And I said, yeah, I know, but why this time? <laughs> he says, because you, you organized that, didn't you? So that when the light hits it, it looks like a crown on top of it. The crown of Jesus, that's really good. And of course, I'm standing nodding, so... But in a way, that's, that also brings home to me that when people look at the cross, they will also see something different. Someone pointed out to me, say, when they went up close to the cross, there are very few nails taken out of that piece of wood. And I hope I'm not going off on a wild one here, but I'm thinking, isn't that great that um, all the roughness that's in us Jesus doesn't necessarily want to extract it and throw it away because we are who we are. It's our personality. We've got nails in us. There are things wrong with us. We're not perfect. But Jesus takes that and he covers it with his blood. And that's something to remember as you look at the cross. So in closing, when I look at that cross, it's not something that is finally, finally finished but finally finished. And there's a difference there. It's not something that was finished to a fine degree. It is finally finished as an act of love. So I share that with you. I hope you'll, you'll take that um, to heart and perhaps look at the cross in a different way. And I'd be really interested to see after this evening, as you sit there, when you look at that, is there something else that can be seen from the cross? And uh, as we look at a cross, remember this. We're not looking at an empty cross as an icon. We are celebrating the fact that Jesus came off that cross and changed the life of history forever and a day. And that's important to remember. We're going into a time of worship now, and each of the songs that we've chosen are directly related to the cross. So let's stand and worship for this next song.
Let's spend just a moment in prayer. Father, forgive us when we move so quickly on from the cross and we don't look back. Help us, Lord, to, to view the cross in a different way this evening, to fully appreciate its power, its worth, and to say thank you for what you achieved for us on the cross. Thank you for your blood that it covered us. Thank you that you took us as raw materials. You take all people as raw materials and by your Holy Spirit, you repurpose them. Thank you, Lord, that you take each of our flaws, our weaknesses, our states of mind, and you cover them, Lord, with your goodness, with your love, with your blood. And I pray for the hearts and minds that are bowed here in this room tonight, that your Spirit would repurpose us afresh, the days ahead of us. Thank you, Lord, that you see the good in us. Thank you that we're not cast off as inflexible and useless bits of timber. But, Lord, that you see something in us that can extend your kingdom. Thank you for the brothers and sisters in Christ across the world. We give you thanks that in Ukraine they celebrate Easter Sunday today. And Lord, into that situation, we pray your spirit will bring peace and understanding. That's our first want, Lord, but as you will it. So Lord, give us a heart of praise, a heart to praise freely and openly with you. For we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're just going to close um, with two songs of praise. Please feel free to stand with us as we um, sing these. These are ones that you should know. Um, they're a little bit older and they're ones that we've done here before. So please stand with us as we worship God together.
we're just going to close with one final song, um, Show Your Power. This is one that we have actually never done here in Life Lounge, um, but hopefully you guys all know it well. Father, we thank you that you're a, <laughs> you, you do miracles. Father, you do miracles in people's lives to heal them physically. But Lord, you do miracles also in our hearts. And we ask you each Sunday and each day of our lives to do a miracle in our hearts. Make us more like you and less like ourselves. And Lord, we just thank you for tonight, Father. It's just been lovely in your presence, and God, we thank you that your spirit's been moving here tonight.
And uh, Lord, we just pray, be with us for the, throughout the week. May you live in us. May you live in and through us. And may you thrive through us. In Jesus' name. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.